If you don't have a foreskin, haha loser, sex sucks for you. I'm probably gonna do some cocaine at some point. Welcome to Movie Mugging, the father and son podcast that may cause symptoms such as nausea, diarrhea, headaches, loss of taste, loss of smell, loss of words, uncontrollable munchies, audible hallucinations, smellable hallucinations, color blindness, scrotal swelling, vaginal pooping, night terror, sleepwalking, eating, dancing, sounding, machine gun flatulence, anal tingling, Frankenstein neck bolts, sweaty palms, weak knees, heavy arms, mom's spaghetti vomit on your sweater, mustache crabs, corkscrew penis, Naming your kids Vince and Jack, Taint Zaps, Harry Tongue, Thoughts of Danny DeVito Naked, Thoughts of Gary Busey Naked, Thoughts of Danny DeVito and Gary Busey Docking, Erections Lasting Longer Than an Episode, Sneeze Squirts, Meth Scabs, Touching Yourself to Vince's Voice, Glow-in-the-Dark Pubes, and Herpes Simplex 2. But give us a listen anyway, because we're totally worth the risk. Did you make all those? Yeah. I know <laughs> some of them you made, and some of them... Yeah, I wrote uh, all that. Yeah, uh, because it, science has told us over time. You're welcome. Some of those couldn't have happened without the influence I've had on you. I heard at least two vocabulary yeah. words in there. Sounding and docking. <laughs> yeah, that you would yeah. not have known had I not become the person who I am. That's very true. And just That's very true. For those of you out there who don't know what sounding and docking is, uh, one, sorry, because I'm going to tell you. Um, and two, good for you, I guess. Uh, sounding is the practice of putting things in your penis through the urethra. A lot of times it's long metal bars, uh, sounding rods. And then docking is putting your penis in another man's penis, which it's funny because I've been watching a lot of Vice videos, and I saw two two recently, one last night, where these people, you know, you don't really hear about um, penis surgery often, like cosmetic surgery like lengthening or girthening or whatever. And there's people who practice, it's dangerous. I'm not sure how that even works. I, I I'd like you like, to do, how do you make my arm longer? Why don't you do a little research on that and then uh, maybe bring it to a Jack's Lunch Pail over at our other uh, podcast called Father and Son Unfiltered, okay? Okay. Cosmetic penis uh, stuff. Okay. All right, continue. But there's people who inject silicone into their wieners to where they have like this really big... Like, like I never saw it with no clothes on, but it's like massive. And it's like a big, think of like a big ball sack shape or, okay. you know, like, cause the penis loses form. The guys say that it becomes kind of like a monstrosity thing. What? They're, they're holding it in both hands. Their penis. Yes. Like they have it in their underwear Okay. and they're holding it. It becomes like a big, like Squidward head upside down shaped what is the point? I, I don't know. But he, he was talking about, and, and the guys are always really, they're wearing leather shit. You know, they're like, one of them went to some like outdoor, like German leather man con, <laughs> where there's some guys who aren't really wearing, they're wearing like chaps, and that's it. And he has this whole leather getup where his, I don't you don't see it, but it's this big bulbous leather thing. I'll have to show you a picture. Yeah, it's, I'm good. It's bizarre. And All this right. other guy, he has one of those. You've seen the leather puppy people who like wear like leather dog face things. Leather dog faces? Yes. I guess it's some kind of subsect of BDSM. It's like a, the new age gimp. 
the canine version. Yeah, basically. They, I, like they, I've seen people wearing shit like that getting walked. Well, like out outdoors. I figured that was Nick. Oh like, my god. There's I that's not <laughs> that's not the the kind the kind you'll see more <laughs> is I don't think I'll see something different more like that. But the other guy who I saw last night, he was wearing one of those and right. he had like a massive dildo cabinet and you know, of course the person interviewing is like, "Can you like fuck people?" And he's like, "I absolutely you cannot penetrate." But I guess it's so big that the hold is maybe larger because he's like, but I can be fucked in it. So, and then I saw some other vice thing where these people are protesting um, circumcision. Okay. Because it's like sexual mutilation, baby, like child abuse. And I was like, I mean, I guess it kind of is. I mean, and so I'm like, I'm looking shit up. I don't have a foreskin. I know you know that. Um, Mom so kept like, it for a while, like, like in a little envelope. <laughs> which I knew about that. That's disgusting. That's a true story. Mom kept her foreskin. Why? I, like, I what think, is the I value think I there? finally made her throw it away. She wanted to make it like a little necklace where it'd be a pendant and like uh, encase it in some kind of glass or something. Put it in amber. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. How about this? It's been a while. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yes, I'm speaking to Stacy. Yeah, this is Stacy. Good evening, Stacy. This is Susan. I'm reaching out regarding your property in Hardage Lane. Are you interested in selling it for cash, Stacy? How much money you got? Do you have a price in mind for it, or do you have a practice round about the market value? Uh, I mean, a couple mil, probably. Two million? Sure. Are you interested really in sending or just you'll need the kid with me? <laughs> I just need somebody to show me the money. Yes, but say a reasonable amount of money. Like, <laughs> don't say imagine prices. Well, have you seen the property and the lobby it's got in it? Are you generally interested in selling or just you wasting our time? Yeah, I'm wasting your time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> This is uncomfortable. <laughs> no. All right. Um. So you're you're. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> the I, the you lobby know, is gone in it. <laughs> That's <laughs> I. I didn't bite they, my tongue. You should call me out at the end. Yeah. You really want to sell? You just wasted my time. <laughs> but then, <laughs> like, you're supposed to give an offer if you're asking what someone's trying to sell. Yeah. You're supposed to offer, and then the person with the property or whatever counter offers. You don't just be like, yeah, because then you know, two million. Yeah, what are you doing calling me at fucking six eighteen on a Friday evening? <sighs> you know, I just don't. I don't know. Anyway, um, your foreskin, uh, the big bulbous huge penis on a guy who wears leather. Uh, were you done oh. with that story, or well, did you have a little more? So, yeah, but there's protesters. They're called like the bleeding men or something who go out with white clothes, <sighs> mm-hmm. but they put a bunch of red paint on their crotch, and it's like old guys. <sighs> And they're, like, really mad about it. We need to infiltrate them. And they seem like all right people, I guess. But, one, you're nuts. And there's also people who are restoring their foreskins. What? There's, like, a device you can put on your wiener. You know, because the skin is stretchy, I guess, to accommodate for swelling. (laughs) And they're doing some kind of contraption where it's, like, a hanging weight, basically. It's pulling your skin forward and (sighs) slowly stretching it. And I'm, like, looking shit up. And, you know, it's very black and white. It's either 
If you don't have a foreskin, haha loser, sex sucks for you, or masturbation is bad, or it's according to all medical science and testing, it does not matter. But then like I'm like, keep looking into it. And on like Quora, people are like, yeah, it's like imagine having a little pussy on, on the end of your dick. Who doesn't want that? Or no, they said that in the video. And really the only conclusive evidence, uh, like a, a pro of not having one was your know, hygiene is easier. There's one less step. You don't got to clean it. And then I guess a really big thing that apparently people, grown men get their foreskins cut off or circumcised. They get circumcised at like 30 because they'll have a partner who thinks it's gross or doesn't prefer it. Wow. And it's... That'd, that'd be tough. And some people, someone was like, yeah, I had a friend. He got, his, he got circumcised at 30 and it took him much longer to come afterward during sex. And I was like, is that a bad thing? Good thing? I mean, you think that's generally better than not. Yeah, it all uh, depends on, I guess, your uh, love interest. Yeah. You know? And then I guess having a foreskin changes masturbation completely because you don't have to... You don't have to do your hand motion. You don't have to do anything. Like, every motion that you do while not circumcised is stimulating your head, your glands, for the scientists out there. But... If you are circumcised to do anything to your head, you got to touch it, you know? But it's like it, it, you could mess with the, or like tug on the base and it's still going to move your foreskin up and down on your head. So technically, and I guess, I guess you put, you have your cheese in there to, you always got lube going maybe. Uh. It, but it could smell. It could, some, they interview people on the streets too um, in that circumcision episode. And some one lady was like, "Yeah, it smells better being with, circumcised. Yeah, smells better. Yeah, like smells worse with while well, not. Gross, and man. it like tastes worse. Dude, there's a <laughs> reason. Like, yeah, there's like I've I don't watch porn anymore. When I was a kid, I watched a shit ton of it because my dad had a big satellite in the backyard. Yeah, the kind that moved. And I found American Triple Ecstasy in the Playboy Channel. And I never, I didn't, I didn't see a non-circumcised wiener. I think until the army." And yeah. there's a reason you don't see them because, I mean, shout out to all our uncircumcised people out there, but look, dicks aren't anything that I enjoy looking at, but if I had to look at a dick mm -hmm. all day, I would want it to be circumcised. Yeah, but, that's true. You know, and yeah, you you brought up uh, the the term sounding and docking um, to me. I didn't I didn't know what they were called, but, you know, I'd still participate. Still experimenting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just didn't know the uh, official scientific names, so... But anyway, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. This is episode number 215. Dang. Yep, 215. All right, so last uh, episode, we um, weren't going to do lobby time because we decided lobby time is basically going to be Father and Son Unfiltered, which is our other podcast. Mm -hmm. But we can't have movie mugging without lobby time, so it's just not going to happen. That being said... It's Lobby Time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. It's time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. All right, Jack, last week we talked about um, Jeff Bezos um, because we rented a movie on Amazon and mm -hmm. now you have to pay like an extra three bucks or something 
or ad free, even though I'm already fucking paying for prime. And I was like, how much more money does that motherfucker need? And, uh, I asked the question, I think I did. How much do you think he's worth? How much do you think he makes a year? How much do you think he makes per day? Yeah, he did. So, uh, there's, I've heard the Bill Gates ones where it's like he leaves 10 racks behind him per second. If he was walking or something. All right, so he is the third wealthiest person in the world. Guess what his net worth is as of January 2024? Um, it's got to be over $100 billion. He uh, has a net worth of $180 billion, okay. which is just bananas. So um, that breaks down into $12.56 billion per year. Wow. Which breaks down to $34.4 million per day which breaks down to every hour he earns $1.43 million and per minute, $23,833 per minute. That is crazy. Three minutes can go by and I'm kind of, just think of the fucking lives he could change. You know, if, if I was making that much money, I would give so much of it away. I, I would just, uh, I would, it looks good. You're going to make yeah. more money. And I like helping the, people. The publicity. Like I would, I would just drive down a fucking neighborhood and just, all right, man, your, your house looks like it's in a wreck. Um, it looks like you could use some help. Knock on the door. Here's 10 grand. Yeah. I mean, that would be fun. You know, I wouldn't want to go out in, out in public though and do it. I'd wear a disguise and, and, <laughs> like and I'd pull up boss. in a, in a 19, uh, 99 Chevy Silverado. Okay. They're very unassuming. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, dude, I would, God, I would, I would, man. They would be farming publicity by doing that. You would would, make so much extra money. But it's, yeah, but it's not about that. I'm not going to put it on TikTok like all these other people do. I'm not saying you are not evil. Jeff Bezos, you know, in my opinion, if if you have that amount of money, you are likely more than 50% evil. You got rich on the backs of others. Yes, I mean, you know, like Elon Musk. I don't really know shit about him. He's super rich. He's got to be at least 51% evil. You know, that's just how it is. I think he's more than 51% evil. If you're, I'm just saying majority evil. You got to be. Mark Zuckerberg, all you did was make Facebook. I I haven't seen your movie. He was, he was evil. But yeah, that's, that's just how it works. So he it's fucked you know, over his partner. I'm just saying there's more to it than, you know, you're doing people a favor. That makes you feel good. What's in it for them? A shit ton extra money because yeah. everyone thinks that, you know, Bill Gates has his own, like, cancer foundation or whatever, which, you know, yeah, it makes him look good, but at the same time, it's like, okay. I would... What are you What are you doing? You know, if you put a bunch of money to charity, it's like, do I, do I know where that's going? You know, but if you record it and put it somewhere, make it makes it more of a thing. I would give it away. I would give so much money away. $23,000 per minute. You couldn't give that I know, away. I'd have to hire people to give it away for me. Yeah. Right? But man, yeah, I would I would change so so many lives could be changed with that amount of money. One point four three million per hour is what he earns. Pretty cool. There's there's people sleeping on the streets. There's people who are being evicted from their houses. You know, there's people who are making eight dollars an hour trying to, you know, afford an apartment. I don't know. I just think of that amount of money and just think about all the good that could be done with it. And I'm not saying that he's not doing good because I really don't fucking know, but. Anyway, I just thought that was a ridiculous amount of money. All right, next, it's been a little while. What do you say we get into a little Last Jack? Uh, uh, uh. I'm going to go B 
speed off and shower. Uh, can you wait a little bit till we uh, get through? I um, just showered. I don't have Jack. to. I don't have to go shower again. All right, Jack. We got a question from our uh, super fan. Which one? <laughs> the only one that we know of so far who put a movie mug and sticker on his car. Okay. Which is uh, Eric from Cali. He would like to know. If you had to live the rest of your life as a Sasha Baron Cohen character, who would it be? So let's think about this. We have Bruno. We have the dictator. We have... uh, Ali G. Borat. And uh, yeah, Ali G. And then I guess the Uh, guy from... uh, Sweeney Todd. Well, okay, Sweeney Todd. (laughs) And and what's the the racing movie? Talladega Nights. Yeah, Talladega Nights. I've never seen that. Yeah. I've seen portions of Ali G... Terrible. So I don't know how that ends. Or Terrible. Really, I just know he's a rapper mm-hmm. who wears those sweat suits. I've never seen Talladega Nights. Okay, so I don't let, even, let's I don't just even go, know his character in that. Let's just go with the main ones. You got Borat. You got the dictator. You got um, Bruno. Bruno. How did the dictator end? Was he disgraced at the end still? I have no idea. <laughs> All I remember about that movie is that he got beat up by the big boob lady. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they wanted to kill him. Borat ended pretty good, and he can go to America. Bruno. Oh, Bruno ended when he's pretending to be straight Dave. All right, you, at the, you don't, remember the wrestling circuit? You don't, yeah. You don't have to think of how the movie's ended. Well, just, just think of the character in general. Okay. I, I just didn't want it to be like, well, you know, at the end of The Dictator, he had severe chlamydia, and they were going to chop his head off or something for... Whatever. No, just okay. think of the character um, themselves. Probably the dictator, because you know every dictator, no matter how harsh they were, they had a following. You had power, and do whatever you want. Yeah, you could go start your own. Fuck, you got a small army. You can go invade some tiny place, and you know maybe someone won't care. You just got to make sure that America isn't like, hey, I, I, I protect them, and then you'll probably get away with it. Yeah, so the, I still have a semblance of power. Bruno has no power, and yeah, you said not to go based off how the movie ends, but that movie ends with him making out with another dude in front of a lot of the most homophobic people in America. There's a good chance he didn't get out of that ring alive. But if you were Bruno, you could uh, let Millie Vanilli finish on your face, the ghost of Millie Vanilli, <laughs> yeah. or probably anybody. See? He could probably do that with anybody yeah. at all. You could have... Uh, you could have any number of dead people finishing on your face. That's I, I still love that you reference those movies and you can have a laugh. You didn't have a single laugh during like any of them, probably. It was probably more of uh, like I know a I did. You know, you know that one scene in the office when uh, Michael Scott, like Toby starts talking and Michael Scott's making that horrible face and his like neck is mm-hmm. I feel like you watched those movies with that face the entire time. You never forgive me. You give them like a 16. And then you can look back. And at the beginning of Bruno, he has like a handheld vacuum and the guy's balls get caught in it. And that looks funny. And one of them, you know, the, the little guy has the champagne in his butt and like pouring it in the glass. Like there's plenty of funny scenes from all of those movies that you can look back on and be like, you know what? I'm kind of glad I saw that. That was funny. I'm glad we got him out of the way. <laughs> they were, they're terrible movies. And then Borat, you know, yeah, he, he got some money. He can go to America again and do some more uh, subsequent movie films and stuff. But at the end of the day, he goes back to 
Kazakhstan, and I don't really want to go live there. It did not look very nice. It didn't look nice there at all. So I'll be I'll be a dictator, you know. I'll I'll have people. I'll be evil, I guess, because it's the it's the only chance to have a, a decent life out of those three characters. I feel like. Yeah, I would agree, hundred percent. All right, so dictator, final answer. Yeah. All right, and that was S. Jack. Uh, uh, uh. I'm gonna go beat off and shower again. Just hold off for a little bit longer. Uh, so uh, thank you, Eric. It's been a while since we've heard from you. Thanks for sending that in. I will email you and see if you want a uh, another movie mug and sticker, mm. uh, maybe to put on your wife's car. And uh, I can also send you a uh, father and son unfiltered sticker uh, because I think you bought one off of our merch store. I'm telling you, man, the ones that I have are better than the ones that are on our merch store. So uh, just hit me up. Anybody, vincentjackofficial at gmail.com, hit me up. I got a bunch. I can I can send those out. But if you want to uh, submit a question for Ask Jack, just go to our website. There's a link on the left that says Ask Jack. It takes you to a Google form. Fill it out. And uh, if you leave your email on there, I will also email you to see if you want a uh, movie mug and, and or a uh, father and son unfiltered sticker. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Hey. What are y'all doing? Um, we're uh, recording a uh, world class podcast at the moment. Uh, movie mugging as of right now. Oh, okay, awesome. I, I thought you were another uh, caller who's interested in buying my house, which I uh, just had a little fun with I a little while ago. And am uh, already co-owner of this house. Man, Jack turned his head to the side and yeah. could not look at me at all. I was trying not to laugh too, because the worst thing you can do on a prank call is be in the background and laugh. And now you fucked it up. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So. He, you were very uncomfortable too, though. Yeah. I wasn't, I, I hate strangers. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what's, what's up? Okay. So first of all, I don't appreciate you weaponizing our child to get me to do something you want me to do, okay? All right? Well, I don't appreciate that you don't appreciate that. I don't know what you're talking about either. <laughs> I know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Well, and you think? Are the brownies ready? That's that's my question. Jack. Huh? Your brownies are ready. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And now, he doesn't weaponize me because I, I also, I want it too. But It's up to you if you want to share them with your dad or not because I, I made them for you. <laughs> Thank you. He he weaponizes right. himself. So so here's the here's the thing. I can be like, man, I'm hungry. I'm not sure what I'm going to eat. And uh, crickets. Yeah, that that's kind of it. You know, it, it is just a statement. I'm not asking, you know, Olivia to make something for me. But Jack can come downstairs, not say a thing, and then Olivia's like, I can make you a grilled cheese sandwich if you want. <laughs> it's, I haven't heard her say that in years. You want me to heat up some? You want me to heat up some chicken nuggets for you? I can make some macaroni. Yeah, so there there have been times where I've wanted something. And so I know she's not going to do it for me. So I'll be like, hey, dude, can you uh, ask her to do this? And she does it. Usually it's something I'm on board with, too, you know? Yeah, today I came home. Dude, such a, such a sweet tooth. I, I wanted chocolate. I wanted chocolate bad. I wanted to go to the yeah. Cheesecake Factory, which is a fucking 30-plus minute drive, and get that Linda's Fudge Cake, mm. which is the fucking best. Yeah, um, cake good. that and the cake at Texas Day Brazil. <sighs> Holy shit! That I, yeah, I when wanted. We flew down to Texas uh -huh. just to go there. That was I, I wanted that, and uh, she said something about brownies, and I'm like, all right. She didn't say she's gonna make them, and so yeah, I, I may have um, through the power of suggestion, 
our um, son. You know, nudge Jack in against a me. particular way. Which renders me completely powerless. Yeah. <laughs> Except mm-hmm. it, it seems like if I attempt to weaponize myself, it never works. That but is if, not if, but true. If, not true. I feel like all you all you got to say is I'd really like some candy and I'm on the oh, I'm on the I'm on the okay. Kroger app that's adding true. like 10 pounds of candy to that's, the cart. That's true. Well, okay. except except you got one of those that was not 10 pounds. No, it wasn't. Cuz you eat it all like in 30 minutes. That's not true. true. How many Hershey kisses did, did you eat the other night in one sitting? Like 47. It was a at lot. Least. I can put down some chocolate. Yeah, like 47. Yeah. 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 That that's yeah. So I bought like two of those little sleeves of like individual little two? mini Hershey bars. I only saw yeah. one. I you gave put you them one in and separate I spots? No, I gave you one when I bought them and I hid the other. And you there was like two weeks ago when I or three weeks ago. And you oh. ate the one sleeve I gave you and then you like knew I had hit another one and you looked for it and you couldn't find it because right, you did what we call the jack look. We're uh we're giving you a lot of air time right now. So I think we we yeah. need to well, wrap this up. So so Jack I hey, made y'all brownies, so jack. whatever. No I didn't. I made Jack brownies. Can you can you ask her to give me some good loving tonight? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm good. That you've got you're going too far. That's too far. No. Okay. <laughs> Don't do it. All right. Well, thanks for interrupting lobby time, and thanks for the brownies. Yes. Yes, See, Jack you. didn't even thank You're you. Welcome. I'm the first one to thank you. I, this I, is I your gift. It. I appreciate it. All right, we'll no, be down in a second. And then, uh, right. Jack, what do you want for dinner? What do you want us, her to make for us for dinner? Uh, I want her to go to, <laughs> I I want her to, go to Cane's. Dinner. All right, so no. going to go to... <laughs> what? No. Jack, Absolutely are you familiar not. with that is word? It too, is it too far away? <laughs> Can you go to In-N-Out? I'm already wearing my pajama pants. I'm There's drive-thrus. Anywhere. Yeah. Nope. Jack, what's no. have you heard that word before? Y'all go to In and Out in Canes. I'm if confused. You want to. Do you love me? I do. Doesn't seem like it. <laughs> well, you know what? I hear I'm your not, tummy I'm rumbling not, right now out of hunger. I'm not gonna give you a hug before you go to bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to hear some That's keys. So. I was gonna say the keys here, car start. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> I'll make you a grilled cheese. <laughs> no. No. All right. Well, uh, we're on our All way right. down for the brownies. So, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Love you. Bye. All right. You got anything else for the lobby? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room. And for some reason, I'm going to unveil today's movie. So I've done the last two movies. I mm-hmm. did uh, Idiocracy and then last uh, episode for the uh, Valentine's Day uh, Spectacular. I did... Um, can't buy me love, and, and I w- I had a movie, but oh yeah, that's right. Know, it didn't work out, uh-huh. so that one wasn't just a free. Hey, yeah, sure, Vince, you take it. Yeah, this one was today. I was like, uh, all right, man, want to pick a movie? And then uh, a little while later, he said, no, man, you pick it. So I don't think anyone's mad. Well, it's been a while since there's been a Jack pick. Yeah, so maybe I'm just finding the the best one. Come explosion, Army thirteen. All right, Jack, this movie came out in 2007. It is rated R. It is two hours long, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. A man's bare buttocks is seen for a non-sexual seven seconds. What's he doing? There are 20 uses of fuck, 
two uses of cunt. There's also strong language, including many uses of the F-bomb, a lot of sexual dialogue, and milder uses of profanity such as asshole and shit. There's also a lot of drug and alcohol use and abuse throughout. (laughs) Cool. And finally, Jack, under violence and gore, a young boy accidentally cuts his brother in half with a machete. Uh, this is played <laughs> for laughs on. and uh, not that graphic. We're we're watching Dewey Cox. Uh, did we not already do this? Today's movie is called Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. <laughs> we never did this? No. Wow. No, we I didn't. thought we had done it. So funny story about this. My my father-in-law, uh, Jack's Pop, yeah. um, does not have good taste in movies. So... When uh, he told us about this movie, he's like, you got to come over and watch it with us. We, we were like... so funny. Uh, Are you sure? We were like, I, I don't know. And, and he, he wanted us to come over. And what's, what's that Martian? We, we watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Which he loves that and movie. We, he kept asking us to do it, so we mm-hmm. finally do it. Yeah. We, we're like, all right, let's all take one for the team mm-hmm. here. And so when he's bringing up this new movie that it's so hilarious, he does not have his, his humor... He's King of Queens is the funniest thing in the world yeah, to him. He's pop jokes. Mm-hmm. We don't call them. They're not dad jokes. They're not grandpa jokes. They're pop jokes. Like, what? what is Attila the Hun's wife's name? Attila the Honey. And he'll actually get a bit of a kick out of yeah, it. Yeah, he will. And so we, we were not hopeful. No. And, and then we watch, and they're like snorting coke and there's nudity and bad words and we're like shit right and then it was it was actually funny as hell too <laughs> it was and it completely caught us off guard all right man you ready to do this yeah all right ladies and gentlemen let's do it let's take a movie mug and pause and we are back after watching 2007's walk hard the dewey cox story mm-hmm Starring, to take a big breath for this, man, because everybody, John C. Riley, Jenna Fisher, or Pam from The Office, it's it's still it's always hard for me to see her as anybody else. I mean, same with me and Jim, but Jim has just been in a lot of other things. But he's still Jim. I mean, you call him yeah. Jim, you know? But I know John Krasinski. I guess I know her name, too. But, like... There's some people that they will just always be that person. In I've my mind. seen her in the office and mm-hmm. this and nothing else. So she doesn't stand a chance to be anybody else in my head. But then again, you got like Harry Potter, you know, Daniel Radcliffe will always be Harry Potter to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, but Ron has no chance because he's not in any of anything else that I've seen or probably will ever see. I'd like to see him like in a badass role, right? Where he's just <laughs> fucking people not. up. I, I cannot see Rupert Grint as a badass. It also starred Tim Meadows, Kristen Wiig. Who's Tim Meadows? He was the uh, the drummer. Oh, okay. Chris Parnell was the bass player. Uh, Frankie Muniz. I think it's Muniz. Muniz. Uh, Craig Robinson, also from The Office. Ed Helms, also from The Office. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd, Jack Black, Jonah Hill, Jane Lynch. It was just a... It was a, a who's who. Who's his first wife, the bridesmaids lady? Oh, yeah, Kristen Wiig. I already said oh, her. Oh, I, I didn't realize you'd yeah. said Yeah. There were so many people in this, and so many people from, like, um, Role Models, the movie, and 40-Year-Old Virgin. I just, I can't believe that there wasn't a, like, Will Ferrell, little cameo, or a Steve Carell, yeah. little cameo. It just seemed meant to be. Yeah, they totally could have been in this movie too. But they got everybody else, man. It was it was great. So many people 
just with little tiny parts too. Yeah. But it just didn't. The Beatles were barely a thing at all. And they got Paul Rudd, Jack Black, and those other two dudes. Yeah. One of them was in Barbarian. He was. Uh-huh. And I don't remember what else, like SNL maybe he did. No, I don't think no. so. We've seen, I've uh, seen him in something. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, let me give it the 50-cent tour. This movie is about uh, Dewey Cox, mm-hmm. who um, cuts his little brother in half. His, his brother who can do no wrong. He's just great at everything. He can play piano like mm-hmm. a demon. Cuts his brother in half. On a, They machete fight with the, the sheaths on. And of course, he takes a big swing backwards, so the sheath falls off and accidentally chops him in half. And as his brother's dying, like... His bottom half is just on the ground. Yeah. You know, he's still having a conversation. He's like, Dewey, I need you to be great for both of his us. His legs are standing up. Yeah. And so uh, Dewey uh, learns how to play guitar, plays the blues. Then he goes to his uh, high school talent show, wins that. Then he gets um, kicked out of his house, goes on the road at 14 years old, gets his big break in a club where uh, it's all about getting people in there to dance erotically. Yes, which, which very erotically. Um. Then he gets a record deal, and in 35 minutes, his record's being played on all the major stations, mm-hmm. so he goes on the road with like Elvis and Buddy Holly and, and all these people, and it's just his his rise with the uh, drugs and sex, and then the big fall, and then uh, at the end, he's a uh, redemption. Old. Redemption. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities. I know you haven't seen this. Walk the Line with Joaquin Phoenix, where he's playing yeah. um, Johnny Cash. They took a lot from that movie including he left his wife to go on the road. And then there was this other singer that he got together with. Jackie. And, uh, isn't that? No, it's Roseanne. Uh, no, Roseanne was his daughter. I was thinking Jackson, probably Fuck. the song. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson. Yeah, what did you he, call it? I said, wasn't her name Jackie, but then I realized I, I don't know shit about Johnny Cash really, except that he wore black and got real old and sang the nine inch nails song. Oh, Johnny Cash was greatness. And burning ring of fire. June Carter. That's who it was. And Ruth- June. Uh, June. I got the J. Just like we couldn't remember Jonah Hill. And you're like, Judah? <laughs> and I'm like, that's close. Reese Witherspoon played her and actually did parts the singing. Of that movie. They I've, both did the singing. It was which, a, I like that a lot. I like when an actor nuts up and does it. You know, I'm I'm not good at that and I wouldn't want to. But I think it's kind of funny. Like in I this movie, it. it was obviously not Jenna Fisher singing, but yeah. it was it made it it was funny. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a good movie. Walk, walk the line. I love uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, he was uh, he was great in it. Re- really good movie. One of the uh, things that they also took from Walk the Line. One night, uh, Joaquin Phoenix got really, really pissed off, and he went in the bathroom and tore the sink off the wall. Oh wow, <laughs> I didn't know. Which Dewey Cox? How many sinks did he tear off the wall in this? Probably like four, and then at the very end, <laughs> he went in the bathroom with a bunch of sinks. <laughs> Just tore them all. Off. Probably like nine or ten. Yeah. It was so great. So when did when did Walk the Line come out? Um, two thousand five, I think. Mm. And this one came out two years later. Yeah, and, and it's I also want to see Joaquin Phoenix in more movies. I really haven't seen him. In I've much. heard Napoleon sucked. Like he played Napoleon in well, because Napoleon. Who cares about Napoleon Bonaparte? But it's still Joaquin Phoenix. You know, I mean, sometimes yeah, those I, people I, make the movies. I draw that in. the line oh. you know, instead of. <laughs> Uh, there's places where I draw the line, and I would never watch a Napoleon Bonaparte. I just it sounds stupid. What do you he, know? He's famous about him? for being four foot six or something, and conquering in, in French. And Joaquin Phoenix is such like a method actor. I wonder how he got shorter for this. I wonder how he <laughs> yeah. trained to get short. And he's so serious. You know, every time I see him, I think he's just serious. You know, he he stabbed that guy in the village, 
He he beat the shit out of an alien with the baseball bat and signs. Who did signs. he stab in the village? He um, got stabbed. Oh, okay. I was swapping the roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got stabbed, which that was that that fucked me up as a kid seeing that. It looked real. You know, there's stabbings in movies that are whatever. That looked real. That was fucked up. It just like he well, he opened the front door and the guy just pushed yeah. it in him. He was like a mentally challenged guy, and it just uh, for some reason that made it even worse. It's like oh, oh yeah, that was that was a rough stabbing. That for sure. Yeah, I don't think he even got him twice. I think he just kind of backed up in the knife. It was like hot knife and butter. But then he, I'll never fucking forget that. But shit. then he kept on stabbing him. Oh yeah, he I didn't did. remember that. Oh yeah, it was rough. So I guess I I it was trauma really, blocked really. out the other. The worst part of it. Really rough. Yeah, and then that guy ends up falling in the punji stakes, chasing the blind girl around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he was in on the whole thing. I think that was Dallas Bryce Howard, or Bryce Dallas Howard. I don't know who that is. She's uh, she's in a lot of the new Jurassic Parks, the redhead. Oh, I think really? that was her. Yeah, I think so. Oh. And uh, that's an M. Night Shyamalan uh, yeah. movie. Shyamalan Ding Dong. It was Adrian Brody who played the... Uh, the mentally challenged guy who who stabbed him. Which I, I know his face. I can't think of... He was in King he, Kong. He's he was like a badass man. movie. He was in like where he beat someone with a wrench. No idea what you're talking uh, about. The movie, he was, he was like John Wick, but with a wrench, I think, was his thing. I don't know. They tried to make him like a, a leading man, like in King Kong, like, uh, like a heartthrob kind of. He's no heartthrob. He was like almost... He like one one gene off of being a heartthrob. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> he like, Maybe but two. he's close, right? Like he's no, off, he's not at all. But he's not far. He's far. He is. He is. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking of him with a beard. Yes, beardless. I don't know. I don't think he looks quite right with no beard. I've never seen him with a beard. There's a movie. Look up. No, I don't look care. Up Adrian Let's just Bode. move on. Come on, please. Oh, God, And I, I no. want to know what the title of the movie Jeez, was. Because I know it wasn't just called Monkey Wrench. All right, was but it? that's what's in my head. Was it clean? Yeah. It was clean? Yeah, he's, a, he's like a wrench guy. He like he has to avenge someone, and he uses a wrench. All right, let's see what it says. He like works an unassuming job. How have you not picked this movie? <laughs> I, I don't know. A tormented rubbish man named... <laughs> yeah, he's a trash man. Oh, God. <laughs> A exactly. tormented rubbish band named Clean, might as well call him Braven, <laughs> tries to live a quiet life of redemption, but when his good intentions make him the target of a local crime boss, he must soon reconcile with the violence of his past. That's like 12 movies that you've already picked for movie mode. Yeah, it's like, wait, what, good what Lord. movie was that again? I feel like I've seen that. Boy, box office smash, $318,000. <laughs> right, let's see what the internet has to say about uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Also, there's never been a time where I have ever heard someone have the last name Cox, and I did not just immediately think of C-O-C-K-S. You know, like, that's probably something that, like, if a kid's getting bullied for it, their parents like, oh, no, it, it goes away. It doesn't. No, if, it doesn't. If someone knows the word cock, then they're going to think of cock when your last name is said. Sorry. I think... At least it's not boner. At my age, I think that's unfortunate, right? I, I'm Mr. Cox. I'm that's thinking unfortunate. that's unfortunate. I think you should be able to change your last name. Can, can it's you, not that big. Can of a you deal. just change your last name? You can do whatever the fuck you want. I can, can change you? my name to like Starlight Nebula. Well, if yeah, I that's true. To. I mean, Prince changed his to a symbol. 
Did you know that? <laughs> no, I, he, I, I think so. He but was I don't, prince. I don't know. Then he was officially the um, prince with like the R in the circle. No, he or was the C, the copyright. <laughs> he became the person formerly known as Prince for a while, and then he just became this weird symbol with like an arrow in it. So are, are these things he did or he like went to the court and got his name changed? <laughs> no. Cuz if you're if you're famous like that, you can get people to call you whatever you want without yeah. actually changing your name from Violet Beauregard or whatever. And I don't know what no one probably knows what Prince's real name was, but I know it wasn't something cool. I think it was like Prince Nelson. I think Prince might have been actually, his real name. That's actually I mean you got cool. like Puff Daddy, then it became P Diddy, then it became Diddy and I don't know what he is these days. Prince Rogers Nelson. Okay. All right. You're right. That's, you know, like if I was a, an adult while he was a kid, I'd be like, who the fuck just named their kid Prince? But for whatever reason, I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. That's cool. It's kind of cool that you don't have to know, change, your, change your name. Sense real name? <laughs> <laughs> like people who got hard names or unique it's, uh, names. Charles Throckmorton III. <laughs> Kind of close. Curtis. Curtis something. Curtis Jackson. James, Curtis James Jackson yeah. the third. Curtis. <laughs> You're not getting famous Curtis. in the rap game with the name Curtis. Curtis has a nice Actually, he has a nice interview smile with an iron shirt and a good handshake. That's a Curtis. There was a, a Curtis Blow back in the uh, early 80s who was one of the pioneers of, of rap. Curtis Blow. Hmm. That was his real name? I don't know. It was Curtis with a K. Oh. Uh, well, anyway, let's um, <laughs> let's get away from that. All right, let's see what the internet has to say. Following a childhood tragedy, Dewey Cox, played by John C. Riley, the great John C. Riley, follows a long and winding road to music stardom. Dewey perseveres through changing musical styles and addiction to nearly every drug known and bouts of uncontrollable rage until finally he wins the heart but not necessarily the body of his loyal backup singer, Darlene, played by Jenna Fisher. There's some great scenes in there. Yeah. Just the sexual tension. Oh, my gosh. You know, movies like this are not good for the episode. For the reason of these movies have so many little mini bits yeah. in them. Just little mini funny bits that make up the whole movie. And so we can't do it justice at all. It's just impossible. And I know we've done other movies like this before where it's yeah. like, I just, I can't tell you because there's just too many and you forget half of them anyway. And it, and it feels bad. It does. Because you'll be the next day like, fuck. I know. Yeah. This movie, it's it's one of those comedy movies that's like really fucking stupid. Like. I think it's brilliant. Well, yeah, I'm getting to that. But there's some people who, if you're like, have you seen Dumb and Dumber? They'd be like, oh, that's so dumb. I'll never, that's not funny. I'll never watch that. It's that with a lot of like really good writing and lots of witty stuff all mixed in together. Like, this is one of those comedy movies that I think will be funny forever. I agree 100%. And it's perfectly done. I mean, there's, there's a tasteful amount of penis. Yeah. I mean, there's tasteful nudity, lots of adult references like drugs and all that shit. And then there's just really stupid, lighthearted, like, I can't believe I just laughed. That was so... That was, you laughed continuously in this movie. You, there's, I loved it. There's always something happening to giggle at. Always. Yeah, it's just, it's a mix of all different IQs of humor. You know, whether it's 3 a.m. and you just ate a whole Domino's pizza by yourself and you're baked. 
you're going to laugh plenty at this. Or if you're fucking Einstein, you're going to laugh at this shit. There's, there's something for everybody. It's, you can appreciate all of it. And you know, it's really nice to see a downfall movie, like a rise and a horrible downfall, where the downfall doesn't actually hurt. It does not. It's, it's fine. so great. And you're like, I, I don't feel bad at all. And there's a lot of like reoccurring bits as well. Like every time his drummer's doing a new drug and Dewey opens the door and sees him in there with like a bunch of girls. It's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. Dewey, you do not want in on any of this. Well, what is it? We're smoking reefer. Well, hold, hold up. Hold up. Oh, you have it all written down? I'm going to get to that <laughs> later on in the show. Okay. But, but yeah, he, he walks in on like cocaine, marijuana, pills, uh, yeah. at the very end, Viagra, and and yeah, it he does it's acid with the Beatles. Great exchange with him and uh, Tim Meadows, which I will get into here uh, toward the end of the that's the pod. That's probably the most memorable thing from this movie. <laughs> it's so great. It, it happens a bunch of times. It's all yeah. We'll we'll get to it. So it just follows him, and he starts out kind of like a. Uh, I don't know, like a fifties, like a Roy Orbison type of, of singer touring with Elvis. And then just over the, the ages, it's like the different decades. He goes through his like hippie stage where he's singing like Bob Dylan <laughs> and then he, and then get to the seventies and he's got like a disco-ish version of his mm -hmm. song, Walk Hard. Then he gets into the eighties where he has his own TV show. Like Johnny Cash had his own TV Which show for a while. We talked about like a variety show last time we recorded. And it was kind of cool to see this too. Oh yeah, uh, I love seeing decades, and you know he he had the headband on with the hair, the bangs going over it. Oh, like in the velour uh, jogging suit, yeah, with the stripes on it, <laughs> yeah, and what, that couch that was like velvet, <laughs> yeah, and the big old blue piano, just like yeah, it went from 1966 or something straight to that, and he's making a, a smoothie in a blender, uh -huh. you know, with the headband and the the tracksuit in his. It's like, oh shit, the electric food. It's funny like, though, oh, because fuck. like I get a lot of that stuff that you don't because I lived it. There was a time in the 80s where everybody started jogging. Like jogging became a big, big thing and being healthy. So like waving at your neighbors as you jogged by. So jogging and using a blender for your fruits to make smoothie <laughs> was huge for a while. And so I just but like having a big one, those big phones that the antenna came out. It was like, I'm talking on the phone. So you could appreciate it, but I could appreciate it on a different yeah, level yeah. having been through it and uh, seeing it. I enjoy seeing that. I enjoy seeing them put in the little things that people who live through it notice and are like, yeah. fuck yeah. I'm, that, I'm jealous greatness. of that, but at the same time, you know, my time will come for that. You know, where I'm like, holy shit, like... They have an Xbox 360 that they're playing on. What the hell? <laughs> like, well, mine are going to be a lot less iconic than yours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? This movie, I, I really, like I said, it, it just had so many mini bits and so many funny things. One of the things that I really, really enjoyed is he, he goes from this little, what, eight, nine-year-old who cut his brother in half, mm -hmm. and then you fast forward to him in high school and he's <laughs> he's obviously 40-something years old, yeah. but his mom comes to the talent show, and she's like, hey, 14-year-old Dewey, I just <laughs> wanted to wish you luck. Y'all break a leg. And then he comes home and gets kicked out on the road yeah. with, with Kristen Wiig. He ends up getting married, and later- Wait, When he's getting kicked out, she's like, I'm your 12-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. And Yeah, they there's lots of little attentions to detail. 
that set this apart from something like Dumb and Dumber. I, I keep com- making that I, comparison. I, it's not. I even, don't think you can. It's not even close. I'm just saying there is straight to the point dumb humor that might make you giggle in this, just like Dumb and Dumber. But there's all the different layers too, and all the throughout. There's no attention to detail in Dumb and Dumber. It's just it is what it is. And but this movie, it has it constantly. And even parts where it's not like, you know, some comedy movies, whenever there's a joke, it's framed as a joke. Like, you're, here it is. Mm-hmm. Now now laugh, everyone. This has plenty where it's maybe someone, I, don't, I can't think of a, an exact example, but maybe someone's just like reading a name at a talent show, and the name is stupid, but they never like let on in the movie. So you got to like be paying attention to get some of this stuff, which I like that a lot too. Keeps you interested. And it's from beginning to the end. Yeah, it starts off really good. And the end, you know, he finally plays his song and it freeze frames with like the iconic wave. And it's like he died three minutes after. It's like, shit. His brother was like great at everything and dad just doted on him. And uh, so Dewey and his brother are walking down the road and his brother's talking about how it's so great that we're young and I got all this life to live mm-hmm. and so many things like that, talking about how long he's going to live. And then you just know something's going to happen and they bait you, right? They have yeah. him like playing chicken. They have him on like- a, One's on a horse and one's on a tractor. He's like going near a rattlesnake and grabs it. <laughs> and so there's a, he's running from a bull. You're just ready for something to happen and it doesn't. I just love that they, they tease you like that. Like they, again- I would call that that dumb and dumber level of humor, but there's, I, but you're interrupting me. Okay. That's that's, but with extra attention, like it was, you know, two kids are playing chicken. They're both like eight years older, younger, and one's on a horse, one's on a tractor. Would you not call that like the dumbest, like goofy comedy? But there's the extra level. They thought about it a lot. You know, it's like. It's like uh, that dumb comedy is like the raw ingredient, and they created a meal out of it. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. It's the evolution it's just, of, of something dumb and plain to something that's dumb and plain that has a bunch of thought put into it. I don't know. Again, can't do this movie justice by talking about it. it it's, yeah. just, it's just not possible, but I highly recommend that you watch this movie. I highly recommend it. All right, I'm just going to go down my notes just real quick, and then we can get into favorite parts. Um trampoline. Love trampolines when I was uh, younger. I don't know if I've talked about it before. Yeah, I guess I have because you got all upset with yeah. me for selling the trampoline. I don't remember if that was on here or if that was on Father and Son Unfiltered, but like he was like 40 or whatever when he did this probably and just yeah. jumping on a trampoline like a like a boss. Like at, at some point in my life was the last time I ever jumped on a trampoline. And it was probably at that trampoline park we went to on your birthday or something like that. And I don't it think just, we ever, for my birthday... Yeah, we went there for your birthday. Really? Yeah, didn't you knock your big friend off of that thing with the pugil sticks or whatever? Pug- yeah. Pug- uh, <laughs> that was for my birthday? Uh, I think so. Uh, why, why else would I go? I, yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. But <laughs> it's just when you get older, it, it's like I, I saw this uh, thing on TikTok one time about, you know, there was one day where you played with your friends for the last time outside. You know, it's just those little things that- Fuck those people. Like, I'm never going to jump on a trampoline again. I'm never going to do it. And if that's, you feel that bad about it, we can get... I can't, man. With But you, you could do one. No, man. Everyone I, I, can I would, do one jump. I would. You're not super jumping. I I'm don't want to fucking do one jump. I'm not going to invite jump. one of my friends over 
and, and I'm gonna get on one side and he's gonna get on the other <laughs> no, and we're gonna super so bounce dangerous. you. We're not doing that. You're you're gonna get on if, there. But if I can't get on a trampoline and jump up high and then land on my butt and then land on my feet okay, again, well that I'm might, not that's interested. a tall order. I'm not interested. That's a tall order. Hey, you you should do some of these things while you're still in the early half of your fifties. Because technically, I got a couple months till I'm gonna be right at, in the middle. Yep, you're going to be right at 55, and then you have six months until you're really pushing the boundaries. Once you're 55 and a half in one day, man, trampolines, I don't know. You might bust your knees out. A, a couple months before I had my <laughs> knees, knees might go backwards. No, a couple days before I had my knee surgery, I, I took the skateboards out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'll ever get on one of those again. Like, I feel like the older I get, my balance isn't going to be as good. And if you fall down at my age, healing's harder. You fucking hurt for a long fucking time. Like I hurt sometimes from sitting in the recliner too long in the same <laughs> position. I get up and I'm like, why is my back hurt? And I try to think, did I move anything? I haven't done a damn thing and my back fucking hurts. When was the last time you fell off a skateboard? You know, for you can skate. I, you, you know, that's not something, it's not like dangerous to skate per se, I wouldn't say. I'm doing tricks skating on like a, a uneven ground. Like if you're on the sidewalk and the sidewalk is fucked in your neighborhood, then yeah. Or, or if you're riding in the street and you know your street has lots of gravel and maybe you hit a bigger pebble and you fly off your board, mm. you're not going at mock speeds. You're gonna wear a helmet maybe, but you're not doing tricks. The likelihood of someone who just knows how to cruise around at a decent pace and is comfortable with it falling off is low, at least from their error, from my point of view. But I, I think you would be fine. You know, there's some things that you might be riding off too quick. I mean, trampolines are scary. Yeah. And, you know, when I was a kid, I had no idea. But now when I think of trampolines, I'm like, eh, that's scary. Yeah, there's... Seeing people jump and then they fall in the part, the uh -huh. outer part with the springs. Yeah. You know, the springs are dangerous it just makes me sad knowing that there's all these other things that i've i've done for the last time flag you know? football yeah i'll never go out and play flag football <laughs> me neither i'll never go out and play another soccer game things that i used to really be good at and enjoy maybe we can You'll go never play, play catch. catch with me again <laughs> damn we were on the same let's, wavelength let's go out. you know there's something that is i don't know for you but as a dad playing catch with their son it's just there's something so I made it wholesome <laughs> and satisfying and like bond building with that. And you may not have felt it, but whenever I teaching go me and, to catch and throw the football with you, or when you get the glove and we'd go like I'd go across the street in the driveway to our driveway and we'd throw the ball yeah. back. Like I fucking love that. And That's one thing. <laughs> my dad didn't spend too much time doing anything with me for the most part, but every now and then he would come outside with his glove. And we would just throw the ball in the street. I fucking love that. Like, I really fucking love that. But it must have been like commercials were on and because he'd go back in <laughs> pretty quick. But there's just something really cool about that. And so I love the fact that that's how he reconnected with his 47 children yeah. at the end was by going out and throwing the ball with them. And I mean, that was great, too. There's two. Is quintessential the right word? Sure. Why not? Th there's two quintessential dad things. It's... You you play catch, or you go to get cigarettes or milk, whatever, and disappear. Those are the two 
paths a father I feel like can take the the stereotypical ones. Bouncing on your knee, that's a that's one too. Yeah, horseback rides. So I, I feel like the the catch one. I feel like if I had a son and I played catch, that that's like one of those things where you that's when you like point at the sky and you're like, uh huh, I did it. <laughs> I made it here. I'm playing catch with my son. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I'm a dad now. It's like one of those things. Like yeah. I saw that in every movie, you know? I feel like that's probably why that feels so good or so right is because that's, you know, for how, how many decades now have boys and men alike been, like, groomed into catch being, like, the thing? Like cavemen like threw, the, threw rocks to each know, other? the father-son activity. How long? That's, that's instincts at this point. It really... You know, when, a, when a mom is breastfeeding, it's probably like, okay, the instinct or some shit. I don't know. But there's... It, it's a, a dad and son playing catch. It's like, okay. But there's some things that generations do that you just do, but they don't necessarily have the feelings involved. It's just the way you were raised. But... Like, I have feelings when my dad played catch with me, and I had feelings when I played catch with you. It's just so fulfilling to me. Like I it really, and, and I don't know if that's for every dad out there, but there was something to it for me. So when he's doing that in this movie, that's connection, man. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about that. Like, you could go out and do lots of other things with your kid. You go out and fucking get a snow cone. You go ride bikes together. Like, there's a bajillion different things you could do. But catch. But catch, man. <laughs> That's got some fucking power to it. I always thought you were frustrated with me when we played catch. Not because of what you did, but because I can't, you know, I, I can do baseball a lot better. I, I can't throw a football for shit. You know, if, if you were tied up and gagged and they had a gun to your head and I throw a spiral or your dad dies, I'm sorry, I think you're dead. And, you know, I'm, and I, they, they give me 10 tries, I still think you're dead. And I because I can't I never I could I I would throw a ninja star at you every time <laughs> and so I'd be like dude there's no way he is having fun I had sprinting fun. after every ball that I throw to him because I either can't get enough power behind it I get too much power behind it or I don't throw it I was even never remotely straight I was never no I was never bothered I, I would have stayed out there and played it. catch as long as you would have wanted to I fucking suck because at throwing even, a football yeah and I even got and my like hands the, aren't very big either I, I used to get the nerf football that's almost impossible not to throw a spiral with you know it's just the way it's shaped and the contours yeah the, the red yeah, and black yeah, one but yep. you, you struggle with I, that that one's hard too but even as a, a grown man like there's still that part of you or, or me where it's like, okay, he's throwing this close to the curb. I'm going to double tap my toes like they have to do in the NFL before I you know, catch it and run out of bounds. Uh, oh. Like I'm still playing those scenarios in my head. And I will go out <laughs> anytime you want to it seems and like play catch. This is more of a thing that I, I need to do for you. You're not doing it for me. Because I'm... You know, like I'm not going to be like, hey, dad, you want to play catch? This is a, hey, Jack, do you want to play catch? And I'll be like, yeah, sure. Because as of right now, I've already played catch for the last time with you. Oh, and I and I can't and remember long, if you don't if you I get in a car accident was. tomorrow, then yeah, I'm not going but, anywhere tomorrow. But no, think. like you ever what movie is it? I think it's like Matt Matt. No, it's not Matt Damon. It might be Matt Damon. It's either Matt Damon or Captain America, where he's like super old and like visiting his friends' graves or something. Oh, that's um, that's oh, Saving Private Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Okay, yeah. When you look like that and you're, you know, you got to wear your belt double tight because, you know, your thin old man body, 
you can play catch with me then. As long as I'm not like a vegetable or dead or something, I'm I'm available to okay play a catch tomorrow. Let's go out and throw the football. Okay, and I get a and then well, I'll, I'll see I'll, if I can spiral. I'll I'll cherish it as if it's the last time because I want to remember that last time so that I played catch don't do with it my like son. That that feels bad. I, I have to. You know, I know. Like <laughs> you know, you're saying all this shit. Like man, that's my last time for this and this and that. It's like, how am I not going to be, like, extremo-suicidal whenever I'm old? <laughs> like, this is, like, Because you get actually, used to it. But there is... I don't want to get you used to that. You build up to it. That is extremely... You don't just turn 55. That is extremely a, depressing. <sighs> There's nothing quite as bad. I'm more depressed of things like regret. Like, that's what really bothers See, mental me. Mental things are obviously going to be yeah. worse. But, you know, once you're, like... Damn, I both of my knees are metal. Now I actually can't jump on a trampoline. You know, once your body starts actually falling apart, it's like God. Uh, yeah, like I what know. am I here for anymore? Uh, you know, I, I can't even. I'm so old, I can't drive my car to the ice cream shop anymore without getting in a car wreck or something because I'm putrid and ancient so when uh, I, can't, I i need my child to help me bathe see you like uh, that's no i'm don't, never, don't live that long dude, no uh, right, i'd look, rather you live that long than not you you have my permission I'm right not now gonna, i know if you're dementia ridden and i'm giving you a bath you're gonna do something gross mm-hmm. on purpose that that little bit of you that's gonna be left there is gonna <laughs> make a nasty like movie mugging gross dad joke i know you missed a spot and with all your strength, you're gonna lift your your midsection out of the bubble bath. I'm gonna see your wiener, your old you. your old man wiener. So look, if it ever gets to a point where you have to put me on a changing table and grab my ankles and and lift it really high so you can slip a, a diaper underneath my ass, then I mean, you, you put me out to pasture, man. Take take me somewhere, somewhere <laughs> nice, somewhere nice. I look at the flowers. And, uh, no, like the Walking Dead. <laughs> Bang. Maybe. No, Maybe. no. I'm I'm gonna get you one of those toilet chairs from Idiocracy, but it's your wheelchair. Yeah. You know, and the way I'm gonna empty it is there's a button on the back, and you know the the like there's two doors on the bottom, like a Bombay. Like so you know we're out walking on the sidewalk in the park. I push the button. And it just all <laughs> empties out below. Somebody's you know, like jogging. When, <laughs> there's a long trail of my feces. Yeah. When, when you like take a shit, when you use the bathroom in a, a plane and you're like, oh, you know, the, the whole thing is everyone is like, oh, you press the button and it all falls out the bottom. It, it's just going to be that. All the people in the park are like, you pick up after your dogs. Like they're on Facebook all the time. It's like, pick up after your fucking dad. I don't think that was a dog. Yeah. I think that was eight days of an old man. Right. Just, oh. you're going to smell bad if you sit on, <laughs> sit on that. Yeah. Gross. Mm-hmm. I'm not wiping your butt. No, I don't want you to. I don't want it to ever get to that point. I really, I really, really don't. We'll have to have this conversation sometime. Um, not, not there yet. Of what I, I'm willing I, to I, do. For I you. still have some years in me. Still have some years. I'm willing to put you somewhere and then never visit. Wow, come on, man. No, our, our last movie mugging episode. That uh, would be horrible. This could be it right now, Jack. You'll be in. Never you'll be in hospice, Gosh. and I'll bring the mics. That's a fucking depressing place to be, man. Yeah. All right, let's not even go there. I felt evil. 
That's 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 a crazy thing. Because death is there, man. You can make the observation without ever going in a place like that. You feel it when you walk. You're in, like, man. that's evil. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, of course that place is evil. You walk in and the air is different. Yeah. You know, it's like everything. It felt evil. I wanted to. You know, it's like whenever someone throws holy water on on someone tied to a chair in a movie and they start burning. I felt that like intense rejection as soon as I walked in the building. And even if my if even if I wasn't visiting my grandma there, I would have felt it. Yeah. You know, it, 100%. It, it didn't just have to do with the personal ties I had. I just wanted to get out. Well, it's because the Grim Reaper's in the break room pouring himself a <laughs> cup of coffee just, it's just before he makes his nightly rounds. It's an awful place, man. That's just one of those things where, you, you know, growing up, you're like, that's a movie thing. But there are really places, I don't know what other types and what other feelings could be tied with different places, whatever, or different examples of this, but that's... Just, it was weird. People go there to die. And if you believe in ghosts or spirits or anything, then they're there. Yeah, then, you know? of, then of course. There's got to be something I, to that with the I, way it felt when you walked in there. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad place. No, it was, it was, it was it a was nice, nice place. Yeah, but, they, they could absolutely, uh, with the money they have, afford to not go to one of the bad, like really, really bad places. Yeah. That's something I'll never forget. Yeah. And, you know, this sounds stupid, but I, I thought about Happy Gilmore. You know, his grandma, <laughs> oh, yeah, she just made a quilt, <laughs> yeah. and they're, like, beating the shit out of her ben or whatever. Stiller. Yeah. Don't I, you fucking tell. You know, like, I was also a bit more delusional back then, but I, the air was different. It yeah. was that place operates on, you know, it's like in a, a cartoon, someone's walking around, and they have their own personal rain cloud. Mm-hmm. It's like, how's your climate different? Uh, you know, when fucking one inch outside of your doors at this hospice place is normal. You walk in and time is different. And it was, I felt like it was dark in there. The hallways were dark. I, it they just, weren't. It just felt like that's how I remember it. I like, I feel like the lights could have been flickering on the walls. Yeah. Like I, I remember it being dark, like is always in the shade, a big old cl- storm cloud over it, but it wasn't rainy. It's just, it was just dark in there. And that's something that you can't truly describe to someone. You know, because I'd heard shit like that. Oh, that place is evil. I felt it. It's like, fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm done going down this road because there was a... I just think it's interesting. Yeah, just a, a lot of feelings in that building <laughs> and, the, and the time that, that <laughs> I spent there and your mom spent there. Yeah. And, and it was, you know, it was a... You know, I, I didn't go back because it was all too much for me. Yeah, it was so. a terrible, terrible, terrible time. So um, I know y'all had it way worse. Just... Just awful memories. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, leave, anyway, leave it at that. anyway, so rock stars are famous for drugs and sex. Yeah. What percentage <laughs> of people who want to become rock stars do not plan on or want to do drugs and have lots of sex? Like what percentage when they're like, I want to be a rock star just wants to do it for the music and not those perks that go along okay. with it. You can't make those perks a package deal. Because there's plenty of people who love to have sex and hate drugs. And there's probably plenty of people who love to do drugs and not have sex. Losers. So I feel like, I feel like, and yeah, probably. You can't lump those in. They're not mutually exclusive. I just did. So I think everyone goes in it for the music to begin with. Their, Their love for rock and roll or whatever starts with rock and roll and not drugs. But there's a reason that saying 
sex, drugs, and rock and roll. The three go hand in hand. Well, yeah, but that's, I mean, one, because they all complement each other, and two, because history. That's just what, that's, you know, we are conditioned by history. You know, what are the other two words you think of when you hear rock and roll? You, you would say sex and drugs, and I would probably say sex and drugs as well. That's never going to change. Okay, so... But they don't have to be that way. I think most people, they probably, you know, let's say like Motley Crue. That's like, what, 80s rock, right? Yeah. They wanted to rock and roll, and they probably wanted to bang a lot of chicks, but maybe back then they didn't quite think about, oh, I want to do a shit ton of drugs and be fucking nuts. I don't know when the crazy drugs and popularity in rock and roll started, like... In the Back when rock and roll started. And yeah, but in the 60s, if you were a fan of rock and roll, did you like know that everyone was doing a shit ton of... I, I don't know. X and Z? You know, I think you're right. I think people become musicians, and it's about the music. But I think at some point when they realize, oh, we're starting to get big, we're going to start touring, yeah. then they start thinking about, I'm going to get a blowjob from somebody in this next town Hell, we go to. Yeah. And... uh I'm probably going to do some cocaine at some point, yeah. right? Like they get to a point when on their rise to stardom where they're like, "All right, let's let's have these perks now." Because yeah. if you're just you know playing little clubs to 40, 50 people, I mean, you may be smoking some weed and yeah. stuff, but you're not. You're paying at that for rent. Point to where you can do all that stuff, <laughs> not but, not but for I, cocaine. And and you know, there's some people that may get into it with. I plan on being a rock star, banging chicks, and doing drugs. They, they want the lifestyle. But I, th I think, I, like, what percentage, I don't know, it's just, I mean, obviously it's just a guess, it's just a fun game, but what percentage of people who recognize that their 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 shooting star is, is going up are like, I'm going to stay away from drugs and banging women? I think probably a majority. Majority being 51% or more. Wow. I, I would think most, because, you know, they... They probably have their career and their love of music when they're just starting to take off and the fame is hitting and they're like, I want to keep this going, you know? And you know what is the quickest way to not keep it going, potentially? Drugs. You know, there's definitely, I'm not going to call them outliers because that would mean they're a very minority. I think probably plenty of people could even start music to fund a drug habit or like, you know, maybe they just like playing guitar. They can't get laid, so and, they're like, women like musicians? <laughs> I mean, and that's there's another one. People are like, oh, if I learn guitar, she'll love me. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I go to college campuses at 38 years old and play my guitar Gross. sitting on the retaining wall, and <laughs> she'll love me. So you, you mentioned, like, rock stars staying away from drugs because they want to keep their career going. See, I, I have the opposite view. There's so many one-hit wonders out there that they rise to stardom and they think this is going to last forever. True. Enjoy it while you can, because I think there's probably a whole lot more people who rise up that disappear after one song. See the vapors turning Japanese. They, you can't <laughs> name another song they did. They're on top of the world for 10 minutes. Yeah. Enjoy it. Do the drugs. Get with the women. Have a good time because but do you think they it's not going to last. Go into the fame. They get the fame and then think that maybe... But there's you got to account for all the different perspectives. Because I think if I just became famous and I had one song out, I had an album out, and one song was huge, 
I'm not going to be like, this is going to last forever. Let me spend it all on cocaine and hookers. <laughs> you know, I'm not stupid. I have these decades and decades of examples sitting before me. I can go watch the dirt anytime I fucking want. I can think of Slipknot and how multiple, I think, of their members are dead. One from my, I believe, alcohol. You know, it's dangerous, you know? All right, so just quick question. Would you rather be a rock star and just be a rock star, or would you rather be a rock star with the perks? They're, you're calling them perks. They're absolutely and, and perks. You know, Getting, you know, yeah. Do you do you want an electric scooter or do you want an electric scooter with batteries? Just in answer it? the question. Uh, duh, you're calling them perks. They're perks. Yes, I want it with the perks. Okay, all right. It's the literal perks. Percocet. I'll take that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like that comparison I just made. Hey, son, do you want an electric scooter with a dead battery? Or with a really high quality battery that it's gonna make it really fast too. It'll give you blowjobs. Yeah, yeah. I, yes, Dad. I don't want a push scooter that's electric. I want the one that works. Yes. You know there there is no if there is no future for me in rock and roll where I'm not shooting heroin. There just isn't. That's Damn. not how it works. I well, would recommend staying away from heroin. If you're, I mean, yeah. But if you're a rock star, what other there's. Two drugs to do if you're a rock star. I'm not counting acid, because you can do that in, like, anything. Well, you can do any drug with any music, whatever. Cocaine, heroin. Which one is more appealing to you, and why is it heroin? Uh, Well, (laughs) right. You know, cocaine, it's like, oh, cool, you gotta snort it, which sucks ass, and it lasts for not at all, so you gotta keep doing it. And heroin, you can really easily overdose, but... Heroin is cooler. Yeah, and you and won't Kirk know Cobain it. Kurt Cobain did heroin. You won't know it. Yeah, you'll just fall asleep. You drift yeah. off in the darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't... Once I learned what nodding was, and then it's just people waking up from dying, basically, where they're like, they stop breathing, and then uh, snap back to reality. That's like, you're right on that edge of overdosing. And there's a guy who described it. He's like, what overdosing feels like. And he did it a bunch, apparently. And he's like... It feels super fucking good, but you kind of like know that you're dying or that you're close, that you got to stay awake, you know? Right before it gets to the point where you have to uh, hold my ankles up in the air on a changing table <laughs> I'm and slip not a diaper, you with heroin. Just, just inject some heroin <laughs> into me and just kind of like stroke my hair, right? And just tell me you love me. And that uh, you'll be playing catch with me in heaven one day. I just got to make sure there's got to be a heroin dispensary. You know, the the world's got to get that fucked uh, to where yeah. I know I'm not buying fentanyl. And it you doesn't know, like, matter. Give me whatever. But you're going to make that's death. One is death and one is like, OK, thank you. Gave me heroin. Yeah. But to kill me. Put me out uh, of my misery. I give you, you permission. Enjoy it for a little bit. Well, OK. Like fentanyl is just you're just dead. You know, like I would want to make sure that you're having a good okay. time. Well, get it figured out. You, you, you know, got like some time. when you when you put a dog down, they're oh, they're God. which horrible, yes. <laughs> which reminds me. Of... <laughs> what? Oh, what? Man. What are you laughing about? So, like, it, coming up on a year ago, that's my I dog. Know, I know, but in this movie, um, Dewey Cox's dad is mad the whole time. And he just oh, he constantly yeah. says the wrong kid died like right to his face over and over and over. And Trauma. a year ago, a year ago, we have two dogs. We had two dogs. Yeah, one is a little fucking asshole. 
Um, just she's won't won't, won't come to you when when Mental you call her out the ass. You start petting her. She'll she'll walk away and then she'll get like right out of arm's length. She's just a fucking butthole. She's spite shit. Yeah, she's intelligent. She knows what she's doing. The other dog was the sweetest dog, biggest of lovable fucking creature. Time. Like he could never. He's one of those dogs. So gentle. Where, where, you know, there's a picture of like a butterfly that would land on a dog's nose. I think if he wouldn't have been so extremely afraid of the butterfly, that that could have been a picture mm-hmm. taken with him. So I, gentle. So many pictures of me big spooning that dog. If you think you have the sweetest dog <laughs> and the you, greatest... You, you don't. You, you're wrong. Yeah. Um, we did. and then, But people say that to us too, but, you know, yeah. we, everyone... Yeah, they're wrong. So... Little less than a year ago, we had to take him into the emergency vet and uh, have him euthanized. Yeah, and fucking terrible, terrible <laughs> night. Like, like seriously, yeah, I've yeah. cried more over being there when the dogs are dying than I have over relatives. Me, me too. That, that I knew all my life. Me too. And, and it's just awful. Yep. Um, I don't remember if it was on the way home or when it was, but at some point, Jack said the wrong dog died. Oh, yeah. And kind of ever since then, we uh-huh. said that. Not in her face, but you know, in the room with her. You yeah, because Olivia if, loves that if, dog. If if someone came up to me and was like, "Do this, and your dogs will trade places," I'd do it without even fucking oh, thinking. Yeah. It's like, sorry, Lula, Bandit was big hoss. He yeah. was my guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, um, let's see. Let's just get into fair parts. Um, and probably the drug thing that you wanted to get to later. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, you want me to just read it? Yeah. All right, because yeah. it's both of our favorite parts. Yeah. So Dewey Cox is still pretty innocent at this point, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's like his first encore. Like, he goes on after Elvis, and the people just love him. And Ed Helms, he's like the show promoter or something. He's like, Dewey, you got to get back out there, man. They, they love you. Yeah, encore. Dewey's like, well, I got to go splash some water on my face. So he walks into the, the bathroom, and Tim Meadows is there smoking weed with about what, five other hot ladies? <laughs> yeah. And Tim Meadows is like, get out of here, Dewey. And I'm just going to read it. Dewey's like, what are y'all doing in there? We're smoking reefer. You don't want no part of this shit. You're smoking reefers? Yeah, of course we are. Can't you smell it? No, Sam, I can't. So we, at some point he lost his sense of smell. It was the, the night that he accidentally <laughs> killed his little or older brother or whatever. Such a weird side effect. Yeah. Um. Come on, Dewey, join the party, one of the girls said, and takes a hit off the joint. No, Dewey, you don't want this. Get out of here. You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. (laughs) Oh, what if I get addicted to it or something? It's not habit forming. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. (laughs) It's not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. Well, sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. (laughs) Hmm. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. Okay, but just this once. Come on <laughs> yeah. in. It's so great. Yeah. And then they do that later with cocaine. Mm-hmm. They do. They do it with. It's like, is it gonna make me feel bad? No, it changes all your bad feelings to good ones. <laughs> no, right after his mom died. Yeah, it's perfect co- timing. Cocaine, perfect. Oh man! And then at the end, he walks in on him, and he has a blue pill, and it's like to to make your wiener hard. They're old. They're super yeah. old. And then he says, "Boners lasting more than four hours. Call more ladies." It's a great. Great line. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, favorite part. That's, man, you, you throw out any of the last probably 50 movies that we've done and you get all the favorite parts against the f- favorite parts. 
This is right up there, man. Yeah, that's one of be. my favorite parts in a movie. Just a, a great back and forth. Uh, just so funny. I love a good drug scene, which I guess this movie didn't have them. I, I love drugs. You know, like you don't have to. You know, people who would get mad, like, oh, you're glorifying drugs to like a musician who writes about having fun on a drug. I think that's stupid because drugs glorify themselves. They make you feel a wide range of things. What about that is not cool by itself? I mean, yeah, if you, if you, you know, like a, a clockwork orange a kid and, you know, keep his eyes open and you're only showing him the really good parts of drugs, yeah, that's fucked up because the highs are equal to the lows on some of them. You so, don't have any lows. <laughs> you, you need to show the lows too, but drugs glorify themselves, you know? I still want to do an episode on here high. Like, yeah. I, I want to smoke weed and then do an episode. I, it it I may never make air. Well, yeah, of course it will. I'll put that out there. But yeah. I just think that would be a blast. Uh, Olivia would never sign off on it. No. And I'm not going to do would have to not know. drugs behind her back. Because that would just be yeah. fucked up. That, that would be really, really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And I know I wouldn't get in trouble. Just like the brownie double, double standard. I'd be if, not if in trouble. We, if we both you would get... Stabbed if, in the night. If we both got high, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be really, really bad for me, but not you. All right, man. Um, bucket of chicken? I mean, obvious John C. Riley, but... No. I'm going to give it to his dad. Really? His dad's changing what? accent and deliveries. Every time his dad was on the screen, I think I was laughing. Yeah, you really I, were. Obviously, John C. Riley deserves it more, but that's like the obvious thing. You know, sometimes if I know you're going to give it to someone, I, yeah, I could give it to them and they deserve it more, but it makes me want to share the spotlight with someone, but someone else who, who's deserving as well. Sometimes there's no other answer, though, right? Sometimes it's just, it's just, there's no other answer. There's like nothing else that could possibly be it. And I, I feel like this is one of those times. Uh, I'm locking in my answer. Wow. His his dad okay. with the most iconic line that yeah, I've yeah. ever used from any movie ever. And he was just really weird. And he brought a lot to the movie whilst being one of the characters who wasn't in the movie, like the least, like compared to everyone else with a role. He was barely in it. And he brought a lot for me. You know, like he thought, so he machete battles <laughs> Dewey Cox at the end in the barn where it all happened. Yeah. And, you know, he had been training. He said he'd been training his mind and body to kill him someday in a machete battle. And they're machete battling. And like someone at Top Golf who swings and, you know, does a 360, the dad whiffs and cuts himself in half. Yeah. And so his legs are standing up and his torsos are just on the ground and he forgives Dewey on the spot. He's like, you know, I, I, I never thought it was an accident. I thought you meant to do it, but I didn't know, you know how easy it was to cut somebody yeah, I, in half. I never thought about how easy it was to do it. And he just dies. He goes, I, I love, and then he dies. You know, he's going to say, I love you. Well, we don't know. Well, yeah, we, it seemed like that. And so you know, of course Dewey's shaking his torso I love you. Love what? You love what? And you know, there's just a funny scene, and he he had hated for years 
No brainer for me. I mean, John C. Riley. No brainer for anybody. I'm just, you know, doing it for the sake of being different, I guess. Who else could have done this movie? Nobody. Will Ferrell. No, no. And he wouldn't have done it as good. Not nearly. He would have been, he would have been runner up though. Surely. There's. No, I don't, I don't think so. I'm saying, so, so you don't think anyone could play it better than Will Ferrell? I don't think Will Ferrell would have played it nearly as good as John C. Riley. But if I had to pick someone else, I'm picking Will Ferrell because in my head, those two were the most interchangeable. You know, like John C. Riley was in Boogie Nights. I would never put Will Ferrell in Boogie Nights. But Step Brothers, they played the same character. And I guess ever since I saw that movie, you know, they're both like the same shade of white. They have the same brown hair that's all curly. And, and they're good at making people laugh. Like I could see John Riley or John C. Riley as Elf. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of one of those things for me where, you know, John C. Riley would have been better here and was better here, but I, I would let I would like to see Will Ferrell trying out for it. You know, like doing different scenes. I think that would have been really funny. I'm going to throw out a hot opinion. I would rather see a John C. Riley movie than a Will Ferrell movie. If you were to say, "Hey, man, I got two movies tonight. One has Will Ferrell." The other one has John C. Riley. I would take my chances with the John C. Riley movie, even if he wasn't the main character. Yeah. I, he's one of those guys, if he's in a movie, I'm happy. I, I am always happy to see him. What? And he has a mixed bag. You know, with Will Ferrell, you're going to get Elf. You're going to get... Anchorman. Land of the Lost. You know, like... He's great. Yeah, he is great, but he's he's one-trick pony. And, and I do... He's done the same thing forever. You know, you rewind however, like 20 plus years, and he's dancing with someone with little hands, or he's on a rotating thing, fake vomiting. You know, it's Will Ferrell does as, is as Will Ferrell does, or whatever you'd say. John C. Riley, I feel like I could maybe see like a serious movie. He's been and, in serious movies before. And I, I like to see them both, but the first time I saw John C. Riley, I was probably 17 or 18 seeing Step Brothers. And so I've seen a lot less of him. I'm not tired of him at all. I don't think I ever could be. No. But I'm at a point in my life where I'm not tired of Will Ferrell. And he hasn't overstayed his welcome, but I'm like less excited. You know, I used to much more look forward to seeing a Will Ferrell movie than I do now. Hang on. I want to look up and see how many John C. Riley movies we've done. Because he gets my bucket of chicken. This is our fourth John C. Riley movie. Can I name them all? You can name one. Yeah, but Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. Um, we never did Step Brothers. No. Fuck. You're not what? gonna get him. What else? Okay. Fine. He was in the dictator. I think I, he, I, he I was I think he literally was literally said earlier this episode I th- that I remember remember one scene from that movie. I think he was um like a FBI agent or something who was like interrogating him for a little bit. Um, and we were probably like, yay! And then, yeah. Gangs of New York. Oh, yeah, okay. And he, he was wasn't, with the Dead Rabbit. Yeah, like he wasn't funny. Like he can play so many different roles and I just, I love it. I love it. So he's up to four. Tim Robbins is still in the lead with the most movies we've done and for come a male. on! And the last movie we did with him in it, I think it was Team America World Police. Like he's been in the top five since before we got to 100. We need somebody else to tie him and overtake him. So we got Team America. We have not Slumdog Millionaire, the jail movie. 
Shawshank Redemption. We have Zathura. Yep. We have Bull Durham. Mm-hmm. What's number? He was in Top Gun. He was a pilot. <sighs> Little role, but he was still in it. All right, let's get this uh, finished up. Score time. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it. It feels like... I, I feel like we haven't even recorded a movie mugging episode recently. And we like just did one, kind of. And so I didn't even try to think. I <laughs> Yeah, we've only done 214 of these. <laughs> I, guess, I guess 100. Okay. And there's... <laughs> you kind of can't not give it a 100, you know? Like, you're, you're making a stink face when I say that. But... Try and come up with one reason for the people at home that this movie is not perfect the way it is. You know, you got the drugs, uh, you no, got all I, the fucking I, sinks. I just watched it. You know, like hilarious cameos, like Jonah Hill, tiny part. Great to see a familiar face. Same with Paul Rudd and Jack Black, tiny little parts. You know, they, they did the acid trip. They did go in the head with like this weird illustration that I like. How do you feel about giving a hundred to one of your pop's favorite movies? I, if you asked me before I ever saw uh-huh. this movie, I would have been like, "What?" Let's um, like, how many times you hit me in the head with a hammer? I want to. Did, did they threaten to? Did the fucking mafia threaten to cut my pinky off with a cleaver if I didn't give it a hundred? So I just remembered. I want to give you a little taste of uh, pop. So pop. Oh, yeah, for the people at home. Pop likes cars. And Pop has a 57 Chevy. and Very he, good taste. He just recently bought himself an SSR. Yeah, Chevy SSR. Yeah, which is a, a truck car. It's fast as shit. He, like 487 horsepower yeah, or something. Um, it looks like a, a Volkswagen Beetle if it was a car. Yeah. It's ugly. As, and it's convertible. <laughs> See, I it's, it's it's not my favorite. I it, it grew it, on me. It grew on me too. It but grew on me too. That's because it sounds it, ha, it has like the, he said the most powerful Corvette engine in it, like mm-hmm. a six liter. I don't know what the fuck that means. It sounds mean as fuck. And if you hit the gas, oh, man, it's it pushing you into the seat. Uh-huh. So that's why it grew on me. And it's in black. But and it, it had clean rims. But I'll give you a little taste of of pop. And I think you you're gonna listen to this voicemail. And uh, <laughs> that he left with uh, my daughter. And it's going to give you just kind of a look into the person that he is. So uh, enjoy. Hey, it's Pop. I just wanted to check in. I hadn't talked to you in a while to see how things are going. I don't know if you saw, I sent you some pictures of my new ride. Boy, it's so cool. I want you to get a chance to ride in it. It's, it's, uh, as they say, it's, Bitching, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> can, can I say that? I just did. Anyway, I hope everything's going good. And uh, if you get a chance, give me a call. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. He's so he's such a great guy, man. He's and, so wholesome. Uh huh. He has like the he has like the purest heart, the purest yeah. intentions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's great, but that he's a character. Yeah, that voicemail. I mean, that's, that's fucking vintage mm-hmm. pop. So, yeah. Uh, gosh, man. You're going to, re- this is, no. if we do an award show, ah. this is one where you're going to regret not giving it a 100. All right, I'll do it. Fuck it, I'll do it. I, you know, I was going to say 98, but there's no reason I can't give it two more points unless I'm being film Vince. 
Yeah, you know? which that's not us. Yeah. We <laughs> and we yeah. incorporate I, fucking criticism, but not, you know, like every time think about you've seen this this is probably the third, fourth time me and you've seen this. Only good memories. I love every if minute you hear of it. Dewey Cox and it's been like say we didn't watch this today. And you, like today someone said Dewey Cox. And you're like, dude, that movie's fucking awesome. You remember yeah, it's non-habit forming. Ha <laughs> ha. You know, it's it's one of those comedy movies you look back on and there's nothing wrong. I love every minute of it. I really, really do. There's funny bits it from beginning to end. It deserves it. Yeah. All right. All right, you talked me into it. This movie demands a 100. Yeah, man. If you love comedies, watch it. You'll love it. Mm-hmm. If you love us, you'll love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. You got anything else? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to episode number 215 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram at uh, Vince and Jack Official. We're on Twitter. I'm thinking about getting off Twitter. I just don't fucking care. I I, I don't do anything on there. And it's one extra thing to say. Yeah. You know, they're... But we're at V&J Official. They're, they're different handles now, so it's all, you know, all, all out of whack. Um, we're also on TikTok at Vince and Jack Official. Um, I'm going to start posting some real-type stuff over there. I am. I am. Just... Trust me. <laughs> you can uh, email us if you want to, vinceandjackofficial at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a website, vinceandjackofficial.com. You can uh, go over there and you can uh, look at all the movies we've mugged in alphabetical order. You can uh, click on the link to Ask Jack like uh, Eric did. And uh, we have a link there that will take you to our merch store. It would be a good way to support the show. We sold another Cracker t-shirt. It seems like every really? time I come on here, somebody has bought a Cracker t-shirt. So Cracker is a good shirt. Go on over there and get yourself a Cracker t-shirt because that shit is taken off. When, a- when you see movies in the future of this decade we're in, people are going to be wearing Cracker shirts. Yeah. And you're, and you're going to be one of them. And you're going to be like, oh, fuck, I remember those Crackers shirts. <laughs> the, are, the Crackers shirts? Yeah, the shirts those Crackers wore. Yeah. All right, well, we do appreciate you listening, and uh, we want you to remember to have yourself a movie mug and day. See ya. I want to murder you.